Hi, and welcome to Unlimited, the podcast that promotes the voice and the vision of inspiring women from Dubai and beyond to challenge stereotypes, raise awareness and drive change. I'm your host, Daniela Rossi, and for this new Unlimited episode, I'm pleased to introduce you to Gada Kunash. Gada is a Jordanian architect and art collector with 28 years experience in the interior design and furnishing industry and 15 years of experience in the art space. Founder of the Workshop Dubai with the last two decades, Rada has laid a strong base in the fields of art and design in the UAE and MENA region. Strongly committed to give back the community and a genuine promoter of sustainable initiatives, the latest curatorial project, Visad, launched during the last edition of Dubai Design Week with the aim to nurture a network of artists, artisans, and non-profit organizations devoted to art and craft in Lebanon, Syria, Jordan, and Palestine. And here she is, Aigada, and welcome to Unlimited. How do you do? Hi, hi, Daniela. I feel you are presenting somebody else <laughs> because sometimes I feel like, wow, I actually have been working all those years. Really, time flies. I mean, if we look at it, I started with my antique gallery in 2007 and I started with the art gallery in 2009. So, yes, that's about 15 years. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> And I would like to start even before 2007. You, you just mentioned 2007, 2009. But I believe 1996 was quite a big year. You moved to Dubai and start a new life, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so take us okay. back to those years and tell us what brought us, uh, what brought you to the UAE. Why, why we came here at the first place? I came here with my husband and uh, my son was only one year old. Um, it's basically what... M- Almost all the expats, uh, the reason that all expats came, it was always for work. It's a new place, new new country. There are lots of opportunities, welcoming everybody. We wanted to, to try our chance. And uh, to be honest, at the beginning, I myself was not very happy. Probably you feel you're away from home. You feel you've been plucked you know, from your roots somehow. I'm, I'm, I'm an architect. And uh, then I studied architecture in Jordan. So I'm part of the place, literally. Because of my studies, I go on sites. I know every corner in Jordan from north to south. I live it. I know it. So um, coming directly to a new place, it took really a long time for me to digest Theoretically, yes, you would say, yeah, a new place. It's a new country being built. But until you are really there, um, this is when you realize there is no long history like the history of Jordan that is part of the Levant, that is part of uh, the Middle East, that is part of, uh, you want to go back to the Roman Empire. But here, you realize that you are here to make history with the people of the Emirates. And um, this by itself is a wow. It's a responsibility somehow. It's true that, okay, we come here, we get a job, we are paid a salary, you live in a nice house, you live in a a fantastic, clean place, safe, but still I'm born with the sense of belonging and I need to belong wherever I am. And belonging... Uh, means giving back. I mean, you need to, whatever you do, you need to to understand for me, that's my way, um, how much what you're doing is contributing 
to the place that you are in. So it is quite a responsibility. <laughs> From what you're saying, I sort of envision you arriving and finding in Dubai quite a, a white canvas. And then from your uh, architecture background or your artistic passion, probably you started to, to draw, you started to create, uh, and you started to make an impact for sure on the art scene. And I'm curious, what was the art scene back then? And how, to your point, how did you create an impact in the, in um, the market, but even more in the community? Um, at that time, when I arrived in 96, Maybe my focus was not exactly on art, on working in art, but in a very short time, few small galleries started appearing. And probably the, the, in Al-Fahidi, where it was, was one of the areas where it started. My, my beginning, um, I was working in interior design. I was working in uh, furniture design. Um, um, I worked at SD Concept in, in Jabal Ali. I was very happy uh, being part of uh, a huge workshop, if you want, for, for furniture and, uh, and interior. Um, and then um, probably through, through my work, I also have seen a bit that it, it's lacking somehow. I mean, the art scene, because through our, our clients, I found out that they would buy art from outside the UAE, be doing their homes, they're uh, redecorating, so that you cannot really find uh, enough, let's say, in, in in the market here still when when i started that was uh, what it was about 10 years yeah now starting with the, with the art uh, was 2009 um after the antique gallery although there was contemporary art uh, with the antiques i used to to mix them together and uh, then the art moved faster so we opened another gallery next door that was in in jbr at that time and uh, we moved on from there. Um, for me, it was essential to work with uh, the artists that are here, for example, that are residing inside the country, whatever the nationality was. I never, never looked at nationalities, uh, you know, for, for the art. creativity. At the creativity, exactly. And then at uh, those are people living here in, in, in our community. Showing what they do was important on a proper wall with proper lighting and in, in inviting people to see and uh, to buy. And, and this is how all started and it started growing. I work within my capabilities and within my vision. And since then, it remained a family business a small family business and until now this is how it is because i like to to stay hands on as much as possible it's not because we don't everybody likes to expand and grow bigger and grow bigger but um, growing the business means uh, losing this personal touch and uh, and for me it's important that uh, that i am really hands on 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 whatever happens around my work and what i do really hands-on and I believe really humble in uh, in um, in what you're saying right because yes a family business but attached uh, lots of uh, lots of hearts lots of person lots of talents local international talents uh, um, above and beyond in what you're doing and I wonder when you started and nowadays what was the demand from 
clients? Were they looking at art from a decorative aspect? Uh, we want we need something to put on the wall to decorate our space, given that probably your first clients were coming from an interior design background, or was there appreciation research of uh, an art piece? To be honest, Daniela, there has always been all these kinds of clients. I mean, until now, huh? there is the client who is actually looking for a s- simple work, uh, simple in the sense of uh, it's always the price, not expensive, with the colors that match the sofa. Mm-hmm. And um, it, you cannot not call it art if it's if it's if it's well done. Then mm-hmm. it's okay, it's, it's fine, it's legitimate. They can do that, mm-hmm. and you would find the. Uh, Another type of uh, of client who would like to buy something of value, as they say, um, uh, of value that is that matches his uh, capability of for paying. And um, Dubai is mixed. There are many different nationalities. So, uh, but I must say that um, during the years we we really witnessed a very strong development in the taste of the public. There are more people going towards art that is of of value, of story, of history. There is a lot that has been done um, within within the, the art fairs here, for example, regarding educating the public on the importance of art, on uh, how you would buy your art, on the, you know, how you do your homework, researching, checking on an artist, understanding it, um, um, knowing it's his value, where did he exhibit before, and all, all this um, homework, basically, to, to actually understand and know exactly where are you putting your money and what are you buying. Just yesterday, we had a nice... Uh, uh, attended a nice talk at uh, at the circle uh, for mm-hmm. part of uh, the Dubai collection program it was also talking about that exactly about the art of collecting and how to collect and how to buy this is quite advanced in relative to what i have seen and experienced since I wouldn't say 96 but uh, from 2007 let's say from once i started at the end of the day, because I'm still doing interior design and I did do architecture interior, so you need to cater to everybody and to all, to all tastes. Um, however, I cater again within my own my own vision. Again, um, I take care of my young artists, of my emerging artists, and I try to uh, direct. Uh, uh, my clients, uh, my friends, as much as possible, as as much as I can with all my power, actually, to always think twice before just buying anything. And instead of putting this X amount of money for a, a print that is worthless, then make it, uh, I don't know, X plus a little bit more, and then buy something that is actually done by an artist because you would be making a, f- a favor for your own self, really, by buying something good. And you would be uh, supporting this artist to move on, supporting the gallery and enriching the whole art scene. And this is how I see it. 
Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so we have lots of very interesting points. So um, you mentioned a word that I really, how you taste, right? Taste is something very personal, very subjective. And when they say that arts is beauty, beauty is also very subjective. It's not an objective element. Um, now I'm thinking, I believe it was Andy Warhol who said, everything has its beauty, but not everyone sees it. So how to spot the real beauty in, in an art piece? Because what is beautiful to me might not be beautiful to somebody else. So it's an absolute sense of beauty. How would you guide a client to find something that it's nice for them? I mean, you definitely need to understand the person in front of you. Right. To start with. You need to understand what, he, what he's looking for, um, what he likes, what he dislikes. If he was somebody who who's buying art generally i mean you would that makes life very very much easier you would look back at whatever he has and then you would see you would uh, introduce something that is similar to what he has already and that's not the case i i know that's not what you're asking about but um with um uh with other people um you need to find always the way to um Make them listen and explain. Um, because from my experience, many they walk in and they're and they're like, yeah, but, but we know nothing about art. We don't understand art, and um, it doesn't mean anything. And why is this so expensive? And why is this? A-? You just need to find a way to make them stop and just listen a little bit. Mm-hmm. The, the minute that you explain a little bit of what is there on that wall, um, explain the subject, explain the technique, explain about the artist himself, his story, why he came up with this, why he did he, he do that. It's amazing how the people change. I mean, they listen a little bit and then they open their mind and then they open their heart also. So... Um, I mean, the first step when you get them to really to listen and then they actually walk again to look at the artwork one more time after after explaining, that's that's an achievement by, it, by itself. And they would uh, leave the gallery and they you would invite them again and they would come again to another exhibition. That's definitely um, a success. And this this comes this comes gradually until they reach the limit where where they actually buy. It's an addiction, by the way, buying art. I think it starts the addiction. But um, this journey, educating the public, is is very important. A journey, as you're saying, to create awareness and educate the public. It's also a process from the, let's say, from the public side, because yeah, it takes time to understand, to appreciate, to learn, to get to know the story behind the piece. So it's not just the colorful. Um, poster, photo, uh, quotes, yeah. but it's the story behind. And I believe that this is the job, the work that you do when selecting the artist for your gallery, right? So take uh, walk us through this process. How do you select the talents and the artists to showcase in your gallery? Because I know that you travel to not only local, but international exhibition show. So you must be seeing so many. How do you choose the ones to bring and showcase in your gallery? Many people paint many people would like to be exhibited would like to be shown and at the end of the day it's um 
those who are more talented and more serious about what they do. How would you know that? Uh, okay, the talent, you can see it on a painting uh, hanging in front of you or a sculpture or an installation, whatever it is. But um, contacting the artist is, uh, is a first step. Understanding where exactly he came from and uh, the very first sketches that he made, usually it's, it's like that. And you start just looking at what, what he does and tracking it and see how he evolved, how he changed, how he's trying to evolve, how much time he's dedicating it for his uh, art. It means and, and how, how honest and true he is to his art and to his work. Because it's different when when it's the only thing that you do, because you believe that this is what you do, or if you are doing it as a hobby on the side. Maybe you can produce a nice work every now and then, but if it's not a continuous uh, continuous work, continuous efforts, then things cannot progress, and, and then you cannot depend on this on this artist. Uh, because if I choose, if I see a good talent, a, a promising talent, uh, I need to really be convinced that he is really serious about what he's doing. He would keep on doing it continuously. And this is where you give the first push and the first support. Yeah. And, it's an investment uh, also from, from your end to invest in your time, invest in space. You see yeah. not only what he's created so far till date, but the potential. Yeah, yes, and that put an, that you nobody can predict the future. I mean, but uh, that that's that's an important. I mean, a good start. Let's see that would encourage you to start working and trying with uh, with this uh, artist in particular. Is there any particular artist that you scouted lately and that you're particularly proud of? And the most recent uh, with me are uh, two, actually three young. Uh, new artists, uh, Mayara Bedo, uh, Ahmad Kasha, and Abed Kasha. Uh, those were, I mean, very, very recent. I mean, only on the last year. And uh, I, I, I think I'm, I'm really, really lucky with these three uh, new grads. Um, very, very, uh, very knowledgeable. Uh, I mean, it's not only studying academically. Academia is is good for a certain limit. Huh? A talented person is a talented person when it comes to art. But um, again, all 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 this the knowledge that he collects it's it enriches his imagination. It enriches his inspiration. It gives him a reference mm-hmm. on what is he producing and and the why and the what and. The, um, how much he is involved in the environment where he is. And that should show somehow in his work. The so technique, uh, it's a medium, right? Uh, but it's not the ultimate uh, um, no. aspect that you would look at. It's about uh, the message that he wants to convey. And that's built by... All, it's all together, uh, Daniela. You cannot just, okay, I'm looking at a technique. Technique, uh, um, okay. Techniques, money can learn the technique. Creating a technique 
is something by itself, but still it's not enough and it cannot stand enough. To come up with the subject of the artwork, it has to involve all this uh, abundance of knowledge, of culture, to be able to come up with a subject. And then comes the knowledge of of constructing uh, the painting, the construction itself, all that, all that combined has to be there. It's not one element more important than the other. Yani, uh, they all work together to bring out a good uh, artwork. I see how much the environment, the space, the community, even the heritage plays a huge role for you. And uh, we did say, you just said at the beginning, how Dubai is the city of uh, the city of the future. But in the city of the future, you created a space that is really uh, dedicated to preserve and appreciate um, heritage, right? With uh, the workshop warehouse, where you, sh- I believe you sh- uh, select and showcase antiques and collectibles, something very unique in this region, uh, very valuable. Uh, as an Italian, I was born around uh, and grew up around uh, uh, antique markets on the streets. Uh, mm-hmm. This doesn't happen here. Uh, and I remember when I visited, I found it. So, I mean, it was like uh, uh, I was taken back in, in time and back to my, my place. How much is appreciated antiques uh, in the region? When I started, I remember from the locals, there was a lot of interest in the old manuscripts that I had. I had uh, a collection of um, uh, the the ijazat, as they call it. The ijazat are the certificates, let's say, given to a calligrapher by his master. These were antique pieces, yeah, of of old calligraphers. The uh, the certificate he would he would write something. I don't know a piece, uh, sayings of the prophet or a verse of the Quran to write it in his own way to decorate, and then under that you will have the names of all the master calligrapher, the yeah the name of the master and his master and his master and the, it's it's a nice piece of. Uh, of history, uh, let's say, and and it's because of the culture, of course, and um, then the interest was very much in 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 these. Um, uh, we had antique uh, Quran, many actually, uh, and these were very much in demand. Uh, it was nice because people they used to buy them and give them as gifts. Other nationalities uh, in in the UAE, yes, they they would look for uh, uh, pieces of furniture. But uh, again, this this changed very very quickly. I mean, very very fast. Um, I think at that time I was the only one. I think there was another one uh, on the beach road. And I was the only one who who had uh, pieces of uh, furniture from uh, from Europe, Europe and, and Turkey. What is actually um, working better is again my my approach of sustainability yes. is uh, presenting those those uh, pieces of antiques as a kind of an investment in the future. I mean, uh, I use this slogan: antiques are green. Antiques are green, so buy antiques, invest in the future. Uh, your interest to uh, sustainability is not just a marketing hashtag, but it's a real uh, interest. What guides you um, in, in this? How do you remain so true to yourself in between personal lifestyle and professional choices? 
I I believe that uh, it is always important to go back to basics. Doing things in the very simple way that it has been done before solves many, many issues, many problems. You eat basic food and you will feel fantastic. <laughs> Don't overdo it. Don't overcook it, right? And you will have all the energy and all the clarity uh, in your skin and the energy. Just uh, taking things naturally, as natural as they are. Our food in our cafe, this, I mean, the, these these menus are very, very simple menus. It needs to feel uh, exactly as I am at home, the way I like to eat at home. And this is how I like people to feel when when they eat here. The the my the furnishing outside, it's um, nothing forced. Again, I I furnish with what I actually have. Right, I have I have a warehouse full of of vintage pieces. I mean, an antique uh, furniture. We just repaint it, redo it as simple as as possible. Now, out of all the pieces of work, of out of all the piece of art that surround you in your art gallery. Which one did you choose to bring home? Because I believe that those pieces must really mean something for you. What uh, what is the most significant piece of art that you have in your home and that you treasure? You you don't want to let it go. Honestly, um, I love all the artists that I work with. I cannot actually if I don't like it. Uh, even if it's the best uh, artwork, uh, I have to personally like it really to be able to uh, to convince anybody to buy it or to to you know to talk about it. But my favorite by far is artist Mashkurdia. Uh, you know, I have uh, two huge walls only for Mashkurdia, and it will never change, and I will never exchange it with anything else because of his philosophy, because uh, because of the simplicity that he presents every um, really complicated feeling. He acknowledges the suffering, the pain, the, yeah? However, he has a fantastic talent of translating it into the canvas with the simplest words he, use, he writes and he paints also. Uh, I don't know. He he paints it in a very simple, simple way with his lovely characters that he actually makes you smile no matter how how really painful the message is. This is uh, a master, a master at work, real uh, philosopher, a real thinker. All artists, for me, artists are philosophers and thinkers and uh, we, we, we need to take care of them because of <laughs> mainly really because of that. But Mesh Kurdia is, is exceptional, very, very unique in his, uh, in his art. Unique in the Arab world, unique internationally, worldwide. I haven't seen anybody really uh, uh, doing what, what he's doing. And I, uh, I hope I can, uh, I can really take him out to be seen more and more. His work reaches everyone, uh, Daniela. I mean, if nobody can understand the painting, then what is the point of the art? Majd Kurdiye just goes straight to your heart. Doesn't matter. You like art, you don't like art, you follow artists, you collect, you don't collect. For me, this is the role of the art it has to reach everyone. He makes it possible.
the way you speak about your artist, I see that sense of proud that only a mother can have. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it feels more or less, more or less the same. I mean, well, um, it's 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 his talent at the end of the day. It's not it's not me. I'm I'm just a tool. I'm just uh uh, the mediator, I don't know, the enabler. And uh, when you discover something great and you make it even greater, then if you really want to show it to the world, at one point you'll have to let it go. How do you let it go, right? I'm thinking also of your, your own uh, children that uh, uh, you were saying you arrived in Dubai when you only had your one-year-old son and now they're off uh, Canada and America, right? Uh, living the life. Uh-huh. Of course, this this is not uh, like an, uh, a relationship that is uh, forever, you know. To you know, I mean, uh, as we say in Arabic, it's not a Christian marriage, you know. That no divorce, <laughs> like it doesn't work. No, no, uh, no. Of course, the most important is to actually see the artist really standing on his feet by his own um, reach limit, where he picks and chooses with which gallery he would like to exhibit. This is a stage where the artist is really known. The gallery is always important, yeah. The gallery is always important because it's not the job of the artist to sell art, uh, Daniela. It's not the job. This is a job for the gallery. Artist's job is to take care of his artwork, of himself, develop, evolve, paint, work, 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 produce work. Exhibiting and selling and uh, uh, negotiating with clients and uh, you know debating uh, and bargaining and all this uh, yeah it's it's definitely not uh, not the job of the artist it doesn't uh, doesn't work doesn't you take work. all these headaches away from the artist so he or she can concentrate on the creative uh... otherwise why the gallery then right. Any particular advice you would give to young artists? They have to believe in themselves. Uh, and um, I don't want to repeat cliches, but it's it's true. When you believe that something will happen, it will happen. Uh, because your belief will make you work. And then now that's why it will happen. Huh? Um, so... Um, it's hard work and it needs it needs patience and it needs open heart and uh, uh, accepting criticism and uh, the other day i i uh, somebody shared with me um one speaker saying that when you're 20 to 30 years old you you need to find a good boss work for a good boss it's not important the company but it has to be a good boss so you need to find a good mentor. That's the thing. Somebody to learn from. And the artist, he has to find that somebody who can, it can be a friend, I don't know. It can be another bigger artist. It can be, uh, whether it's a gallerist or uh, an art connoisseur, art consultant, somebody that would support and help him to learn, to learn from, uh, to advise, uh, to move and to move forward. The mentorship is quite important. And then focus on work, 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 work. No, no distractions, no distractions. Um, too many, too many opinions is not good. You ask either your mentor or the opinion of somebody who you really trust. That's what matters. If you need an opinion, and um, uh, self criticism is very important, always. 
and you, you cannot look at the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I need to sell and from day one my artwork because I spent so much time on it and because it was a long research and and, and then I am asking for this amount of money. No, you need to be really humble and you need to be accepting that if you it has to be exhibited and if it sells, it's fantastic. If it doesn't sell, it doesn't mean uh, anything. It, it meant maybe the right person didn't see it doesn't necessarily mean that it is bad work uh, and doesn't mean that we have to stop. Uh, now, I know that this can be really tough because if the artist is living from, it doesn't do anything but paint, uh, then he needs to sell. But this is the tough journey. And this is, this is I mean, it applies for anybody actually it's not only the artist i mean at the beginning of your life then then you you need to really uh, bite uh, bite the bullet accept and just keep trying and keep moving on um yeah i suppose at the, at the end of the day uh, if you keep on showing your i mean now we have the media the social media can put your art everywhere and on your page so it's it's there for the public to see and then uh, it's your chance at the end of the day. You either get the chance for somebody to see, to buy, uh, and then uh, the magic happens, let's say, or not. And you need to wait. Uh, perseverance and hard work. It should pay back. And now what I like to call my paramount question, what does unlimited mean to you? Oh, unlimited. Yeah, of course. There are no limits to um, what you can do if you want to do something. Absolutely no limits. Of course, no limits. Uh, uh, no limits in in uh, in time, let's say. No, not at all. If I want to do something, I would start it at any age. There's no limit. I don't, I don't look at that at all. Uh, my father was... Uh, he was 70 years old and I remember very well, he, he bought a, a big piece of land and he started planting trees. I mean, uh, he never thought about, uh, you know, he's 70 or, I mean, it, it, age doesn't mean anything. No limits to your dreams. Always looking forward, cherishing the day, enjoying life, enjoying the journey. It, it's always what you are doing. It's It's never the target i mean when you reach the destination that's the end and the fun is always in the in the journey itself whether the ups and the downs there's no limit to what i would dream of achieving because i i need to be active all the time i would want always to to give as much as i can because it's enough for me this sense of satisfaction that giving gives me oh un- un- unlimited is um, is a good word <laughs> thank you thank you for sharing your personal story thank you for sharing your professional journey with us it's been a real pleasure to have you on unlimited Grazie. oh thank you for a pleasure to really ask me to be on your show thank you so much thank you for listening Hope you enjoyed discovering the person, the story, and the vision of our unlimited guest. Now it's your turn. Please uh, share your comments or questions on uh, unlimited social media pages. You can find me on Instagram at unlimited.me or LinkedIn 
at Unlimited Platform. And don't forget to leave a review. I'd love to hear from you. Grazie. Thank you.